0: We do a podcast? What the fuck?
2: The strong survive, and the weak die. That is the most basic tenet of life. Even the fanholes grasp this concept. So why won't the Batosa? Well golly, Mr. Shishio, I don't know. But how many bites does it take to get to the center of Mr. Himura? (laughs) <laughs> well, Sojero, I guess I'll have to find out.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of Fan Holes! Hey, what's up, guys? This is Derek, Derek WC. I'm going to be one of your hosts tonight, and joining me tonight on this special Kyoto Inferno episode are two of my fellow fanholes. Why don't you give a shout out, guys, and let everybody know who's here tonight?
2: Hey, it's Mike, and let me see if I can do this. Hiten Mitsurugi Ryu no Oji Amakakaru Ryu no Hirameki. Yeah. I think I got it. Not bad. Yeah. Are you, I, are, you gonna,
1: whole... are, are you are you are you going to chop down a chandelier now?
2: Uh, yes. Nice. With my ultimate attack. It's it's all, it's strictly for chopping down chandeliers.
0: Yes, yes,
2: of course, obviously.
0: I I'm going to go with the uh subtitles and just say I will defeat you with this sword. Ikou <laughs> senpai.
1: Yeah. I don't know if anybody's figured out or not, but long, long ago, in a galaxy far, far away, we once did a podcast on the live-action Rurouni Kenshin film that came out in 2012. And since we've done that podcast, two, I'm going to say, Harry Potter back-to-back-style sequels have been released, and we were thinking it'd be fun to do a follow-up show and talk about our thoughts on the two follow-up sequels. The first follow-up sequel is actually called Rurouni Kenshin Kyoto Inferno, and that premiered August 1st, 2014. And then in September 13th, 2014, the follow-up film came out, so they didn't really make people like wait a billion years to see the follow-up film, like with, like I suppose... Harry Potter or Back to the Future, like, but the follow-up film was titled Roroni Kenshin, The Legend Ends. So basically what we're going to do is just kind of, you know, shoot the shit about these two films and, and kind of what we thought about them. Basically, they are sequel uh, to the original 2012 film series, so all the the cast that was in that original film has returned and then there are new other villainous characters and, and different characters that we are introduced to along the way. Um, I guess I'll just read like some, some quick synopses of what the two films are about and then we can get into some nitty gritty on kind of what we thought about the films and everything. But basically, the, Kyoto Inferno begins with Kenshin settling into his new life with Kaoru and all of his other friends when he's approached with a request from the Meiji government and the bad guy, Shishio, a former assassin who was just like Kenshin, they go into his backstory and explain how he was betrayed. He was set on fire and left for dead. But, of course, this is a fun anime manga-style film series, so he actually survives, and now he's in Kyoto plotting with his gathered warriors to overthrow the new government. And against Kairu's wishes, Kenshin reluctantly agrees to go to Kyoto and help keep his country from falling back into civil war. And then, of course, The Legend Ends follows up on that film and is basically just dealing with Kenshin training with his old master to learn his final technique and Shishio setting sail in this ironclad ship attempting to bring down the Meiji government and return Japan to chaos. And then, of course, it leads to a big battle and everybody's involved in the fight. So that's, that's kind of the, the, the quick and easy down and dirty synopses of what, what's going on with these two films. I will say much like back to the future 1 and 2 or like I suppose which one is it in Harry Potter like the order of the phoenix was that the part 1 and part 2?
0: I don't know. I can't I can't remember. Uh, Harry Potter was uh the first one was the sorcerer's stone, the second one was the uh I, I just think the, the
1: ones the ones they shot back to back like the 4th and 5th one wasn't it the phoenix one?
0: I don't know. Anyway, oh uh, that was Deathly Hallows because it was like two movies, part one, part two. Oh, and they just okay, Deathly okay.
1: Hallows, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, th- that's what this really feels like, like to me anyway. Like, I don't, I don't know what you guys thought of it, but I, 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 I'm just gonna say I enjoyed Kyoto Inferno a good deal. The Legend Ends was kind of like, I, I don't know that it was successful as a standalone movie, but I don't think it was really meant to be. You know, it was kind of meant to conclude. The first two films, sort of, I guess. So, so, but, but, I guess because of that, like, I, I think it's sort of lacking as a film. But I did, I did enjoy watching both films for the most part. And um, again, like, like the original one, I mean, the cast is great. Uh, it seems, for the most part, I mean, they, they kind of switch things around. I mean, I'll let Mike go into it probably because he probably knows better than than I do about the original manga and everything. But. I mean, it's pretty faithful, right, Mike? I mean, I'd say it is
2: for the for the most. Uh, I, mean, part, I mean, I mean, I the... mean, they
1: they they sort of switch stuff around, and certain things don't exactly happen the same way or in the right order. Like what? Like I'm trying to think of stuff like where it's like because it's like in I I mean I guess we're kind of jumping all over the place or whatever. But like in the Legend Ends, they go into the training with with his old master. But like that sort of I mean if you're if you're following the chronology of the manga like that seems to take place or, or you'd feel like it should have taken place in Kyoto Inferno before he even meets Shishio to fight with him right i mean am i am i mistaken or
2: no, I, well, actually, like, he, he meets Shishio in the anime and the manga, like, first, and okay. then he goes. But in the in the movies, like, in, in the anime and manga, he, like, intentionally goes and seeks out, like, his master to go, like, improve himself. It's not, it's not just, like,
1: happenstance or accidental. Yeah, he just
2: kind of washes up on shore, and it's a, like, fateful coincidence, basically, that his master is the one to find him.
1: And then, like, okay. what, what about, like, the... I, I know that, um... I, I gotta look up the guy's name so I make sure I. Oh, uh, when, when he fights, uh, uh, Sojiro Sita, like, like that first fight, you know, basically it's, it's Shishio's sort of younger lieutenant character that, you know, hops on one foot all the time and is doing all the badass sword play and everything. Like, when he fights him in Kyoto Inferno, he actually, you know, technically loses that fight in the film and his, uh, his reverse blade sword breaks during the fight. And then I think don't, don't both of them break their swords in the original.
2: Um, it's, basically the same result in the original like he, like Kenshin's yeah like reverse blade sword snaps but also like he ruins like uh, Sojuro's sword and Oh oh I like, guess, so, I guess so,
1: that's kind of what they were trying to hint yeah, at. Yeah, like, like right.
2: Sojo says, "Wow, like you chipped like look at check this out. Like, you know, you ruined this sword basically." But yeah, yeah. I basically see. like Kenshin in both every version Kenshin gets the worst of it. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay.
1: I have to say, this sword has seen better days. When the damage is this bad, it's impossible to repair it. Well, the sword belonged to Master Shishio, so it's not my loss. But yeah, I mean, I, yeah. So for the most part, I mean, it, it's probably fairly faithful to the the source material. I mean, with with certain things, you know, swapped around or, or placed differently, you know, for I guess for their own dramatic purposes and everything. But I, I it's funny. I, I think I enjoyed the the Kyoto Inferno 2 because I I was watching it and then it was sort of getting late so it's funny like at that point where he he fights with them and then and then he gets you know he dives after her in the you know because they they throw uh Kiaru off the boat and everything and I was like starting to fall asleep so it's kind of like it's almost like when he wakes up in the uh Legend Ends, it was kind of like, I was like, yeah, I was kind of falling asleep, too, because <laughs> I was tired.
2: <laughs> so I was like,
1: it was all meta, and I was like, yeah, yeah, this totally makes sense, like, you know, but... Uh, I just woke up, too. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, like, I, I don't mean to be a dick about it. Like, I enjoyed the films. I think everybody was good in it. I just feel like The Legend Ends was like a big, giant Rocky Four sequence for the first hour. And, like, I was just kind of like, I was really looking forward to him fighting with Shishio. You know, and it was just like, come on, man, get on with it. You know, like, like, it was just, I, I know that's like the climax, but I was just like, Jesus Christ. Like, it, I don't know, it just felt like it was an hour of, you know, the, you know, okay. That,
0: that, that's like, funny they that mentioned Harry Potter, because that's exactly how Harry Potter is. It's like, the last flick, you're like, go ahead and fight Voldemort. And it's like,
2: fuck, man. Yeah, when <laughs> like when, is,
0: when
1: is he going to do it? You know, like, yeah, I, I, I yeah. did feel that way. I don't know. What, do you... Do you agree or disagree, Mike? Like, what what's your take on that assessment?
2: I I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's I guess it's it's like adapting. Like I'd call the Shishio saga and the anime and the manga like basically akin to the Frieza saga and like Dragon and Dragon Ball. Yeah. Like it's it's like the longest one, and it, yeah. it it's. It's kind of like the the ultimate villain who is, like, you know, superior to Kenshin in every way, and he's probably the most iconic villain of the series. So I do see what you're saying. Like, I, I was kind of, like, actually, I was kind of getting worried, like, at one point, because I was like, man, is he, like, because it seemed like once they have, like, that fake execution and all that, and then, like, he beats it, they, they, you know, they attack everyone on the beach, and there's that huge battle on the beach, and then they get on the boat, and I, I was like, man, like, this is. I was like, this has been going on for a while. Is there even going to be enough time for him to fight? Just yeah, you know? yeah. But then I, I like looked at the, the the counter and I was like, oh, there's still like 40 minutes left of this movie. So I was like, okay, maybe it will be okay. But you know, and and once once they got to the actual fight, I thought it was like it was long enough, basically. But yeah, I do. I do agree with you that I was getting a little impatient eventually. Like I or or I don't know if I'd say impatient. I'd be I like once they got on the boat, I was like, "Okay, well he has to defeat all these mooks, then he's obviously going to fight with Sojiro again. And then like when when's, when when is he going to, you know, how much time is going to be allotted to this like epic fight that we've been promised basically?" Yeah, I, 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 I mean, know, I know his
0: allies his allies also have to jump in and like have their little fights too.
2: Yeah, like, Sano had to fight Anji, yeah, yeah. and then, like, you know, there's still fighting going on on the beach, so I was kind of like, what's, it? I was like, I wonder how the time management is going to break down here, but.
1: What, what about the, the sort of, for me, like, I, I guess, to me, if you had totally cut out Aosh, you know, from the film, like, I, I know maybe, like. In terms of the original manga, like you know people would be disappointed that maybe if that's their favorite character he wasn't in the film but like i I, I kind of wonder if like his whole subplot was cut out of it. Could you have just gotten? you know yeah. a two and a half hour movie out of it without it being split into you know you know how like people are like oh you're kind of milking this hobbit shit with three movies like i was kind of wondering like are they kind of milking the the kyoto thing with having two movies like I, I don't know if they are or aren't like i mean you know i enjoy that they they get to flesh out certain characters and everything but i i don't know AOS just didn't seem like I, I i don't know like it it, it just seemed like weird to me that like oh and then he's in the final battle too like and i know i know there's certain things that happen in in the manga and and some of it is faithful to it but i just kind of thought like what i was really jonesing for was just kenshin and shishio like having their mono imano thing and that kind of didn't happen like not
2: really like I don't know. Yeah, yeah kinda, it, it
0: kind of. He had to have a little help from his friends. Yeah.
2: It kind of became a royal rumble at the end there. Yeah, kind of. But, uh, I, I don't, like, I definitely agree what you're saying about, uh, it's pronounced OUSHI, by the way. Okay. But, but whatever. Um, in the, in I the guess film, I, it I, seemed like they were like, OUSH! You know, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> they, they, yeah, the <laughs> Japanese accent, I guess, it just kind of, like, goes whoop. But, um, I actually have like a like a dissertation almost on this like Aoshi and and uh, also Saito. Um, I feel like in these second two movies they switched like Saito and Aoshi's characterizations yeah, from I, what they I mean. are in the manga and the the anime. Yeah. Because like to make another Dragon Ball like comparison, like in the anime and the manga, Saito is like the Vegeta and Aoshi is the Piccolo. But in these movies, it's, like, reversed, kind of. And, like, at one point, Aoshi even says, like, the line that Vegeta must repeat, like, 50 million times and get, like, money every time he says it. Uh, oh, you yeah, know, I are, only no I can Only I. Exactly. Only I am allowed to defeat you, you know, or whatever. So, like, I don't know. Um, In in, in the movies, it seems like Saito is more reasonable and uh, like I don't know, on more on Kenshin's side, where in the anime and manga, there's like no bones about it. Like Saito is always forced to work with them, but he's always like, you know, one day we're gonna have to settle it. Like you know, it's gonna you know, it's gonna come down to me and you. And yeah, like because after... because
1: in the original they were they were on opposing sides yeah, in the war, yeah. so they were they were enemies, but. Like you're saying, it was just sort of happenstance that they needed to work together in the new era. So
2: yeah, and then in the anime and manga, he's basically like a cop. Yeah, and in the anime and manga, like Aoshi, like once he settles his score with Kenshin, that's it. Like he, they're friends basically. Like you know, and he's kind of he's he's basically the piccolo of the group after that where he's quiet and reserved and he just helps out and he kind of like he watches the kids basically (laughs) like and and you know (laughs) but it it was definitely it seemed very reversed and like there was there was no like animosity between like Saito and Kenshin in the movie like at least in the second two I don't feel like and like it, it seemed like Saito was actually kind of disgusted that they were, like, hanging Kenshin out to dry, like,
1: you yeah. Know.
2: so, but, I don't know, I, I mean, it was okay, but, like, that was just something that really jumped out at me, and I, I'm sure that, like, fans of, like, you guys know that Saito is probably my favorite character from this franchise, so, but I'm, I'm sure, like, fans of Aoshi are probably a little annoyed that his, his storyline like went from being a little more complex in the original to just being raw must be tension and like these yeah. two yeah. Movies basically.
1: I, I mean, I can see that. I mean, it's funny though because it's like Piccolo doesn't have a, a you know, Oni Busha or whatever girl to kick around <laughs> or whatever. He yeah, is, you know. So I was kind of like, oh, that. Uh, I mean, like in, in in that sense, it's weird. Like because like like what you're saying, it's like he 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 has. I guess he's got some development but but kind of like what you're saying he's very is it, it's, it's a much more simplistic portrayal of of that character in terms of and 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 he 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 just kind of yeah I mean it, it's like he just shows up and is like oh we'll fight you know and then
2: No my first when he showed up like to help fight Shishio, I was like how did he get there like did he take a boat of his own like yeah. I was like I guess it's just a ninja thing like he's just there but <laughs> I don't know.
0: Like, yeah, well, it did seem, seem kinda of inconsistent though because and I guess it's because of like how I guess they were, you know, kind of pressed for time at the end. You know, you have this big fight in the beginning, like with Aoshi and uh, you know, uh Kenshin. It's a really good fight, you know, and Kenshin eventually kicks his ass and he's like pretty much left him like battered. He can't move or anything. He's like, you know, think about your life and what is really important to you? oh, you know, all this kind of crap. And, um, he's recovering and, uh, you know, his, I'm not really familiar with, uh I, uh, I apologize. I watched the movie, but I, is that his girlfriend or is that his like sister? Is that, what is that? Kind of,
2: she's basically like she's like I don't know maybe there's like a five year age difference between them, but she's basically like she's the school girl who has a crush on her like tutor or basically like she you know it's like you know Aoshi senpai or whatever.
0: Hey, tell me what you're thinking about. No. Say, would you like me to tell you a story about Lord Aoshi? Aoshi. You probably already know some of the stuff I can say, like how he is just about the best there is. Yeah, and she's like, you know, your lives belong to us. And then that's the last you see of him for like 40 minutes. And then, like you said, he just jumps in, like, I'm in, you know, a new challenger has arrived.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, I, I, that, I that's why when he showed up, I was just like, all right, like, come on, you know, like. Because it's, like, I can appreciate the whole, like, end of G.I. Joe the movie. Like, I appreciate that Sonosuke's got to, like, do his thing with the monk, you know? Like, I get it. It's like Sergeant Slaughter's got to do his thing with fucking Nemesis Enforcer. Like, yes, it's not Falcon and Galobulus going mano-a-mano or whatever. Like, I get it. Like, but... So, like, it'd just be like, okay, it's like, Falcon, Jinx, Sergeant Slaughter, and then all of a sudden, like, Duke's like, I'm out of a coma, I'm kicking uh, Galabulus' <laughs> ass, too. And you're just like, come on, man, like, this is this is fucking dumb. You know, like, oh. like, I don't know.
2: And also, like, in the, in the manga and the anime, which is a phrase I realize I just keep using, I should just say, in the original portrayals, like, those guys only jump into the fight with Shishio, when they think Kenshin's already lost, basically like yeah. Kenshin is like dead almost at that point in the anime, and he gets up with round two power eventually. But like like well, Shishio like, does,
0: Saito, like I can see uh, is, is it Saito
2: the the policeman.
0: The yeah, when when he comes in, like Kenshin was thrown through a wall and stuff. And he wasn't around, so I could see that one. But everybody else, yeah, they really do jump in. As Kenshin's they just,
2: fighting. <laughs> they just kind of pile on eventually, yeah. But in, in the original, it's like uh, Shishio does that move where, like he kind of does it in the movie too, where he gets like a stick of dynamite and he ignites it with his sword and like he blows like a hole in Kenshin's chest in the original basically. But And like, you know, Kenshin's on the ground with his eyes all white and stuff and they're like, oh no, Kenshin's dead. So that's when like Sano and Saito and Aoshi all end up like, fighting and they like it and it turns out like Aoshi since I guess he's a ninja and he knows everything he's like you know Kenshin's not dead you know I'm just buying time for him to get up with his round oh two power you know but yeah and this one it's like Kenshin just kind of gets thrown around and then they all like let's all pile in and then they all fight him basically but that might be more yeah. realistic I guess quote yeah, unquote yeah. But yeah it doesn't it doesn't exactly like it's not as dramatic I guess yeah, well, I mean, we are saying
0: realistic when, like, you know... I'm going to suck with his name. Shisho? Shisho? Shishio? Shishio. Shishio. He's doing his, his flame sword? Yeah, yeah. He's, like, you know, throwing fire everywhere. You know, realism is kind of going, like, left field. Well, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I,
2: I, I, they do explain that in the original, but they didn't in the movie. So, like, basically, like, his sword is kind of like a saw... And in between, like, the teeth of the saw is, like, oils and, like, blood and stuff that he can ignite, like, with sparks from the ground, I guess. Like, he kind of scrapes his sword against okay. the ground to create it. But, uh, yeah, in the in the movie, he's just kind of swinging it willy-nilly, and the flames are just coming out of nowhere. But Yeah. I,
1: I, I mean, I feel like there is that aspect to this that is, it, it's like teetering on the edge of steampunk, but not really, just because of the the era that it's set in and how, big-ass you know, it's like, yeah, you've got the big ass ship in, in the setting. It's kind of, it, it kind of is like when I, when I watch Naruto and I, I think of it as kind of like, Oh, it's a, it's a ninja village, you know, and it's a village. But then all of a sudden, like Naruto's like watching TV and they film movies and he's got a laptop and I'm just kind of like, y- y- it's like that weird disconnect of like, really? He does like, okay. Like, all right. You know? And it's kind of like, Oh yeah, this is, this is encroaching on the 1900s. You know what I mean? So it's like you're like sitting here going like, oh, well, yeah, that that that's accurate, but at the same time, like visually, like to a degree, kind of like it, 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 it's it, it's a period of transition. So there there is that oddity of you know, oh yeah, like there could conceivably be a ship there but it's not something that people would see every day, you know, like where it's commonplace. It's like, it's, it's a new thing, you know, it's kind of like newfangled, you know?
0: So. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's weird. though. Seeing like, you know, Roni and all these other samurai running around and then, Hey, here's a bunch of cops with rifles. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, like that, that kind of stuff is
1: encroaching on the period eventually. So there is that kind of discombobulation you, you'd get, you know, kind of watching it and, and how they, you know, basically how, how there's two sort of opposing, I guess, almost sensibilities that are, that are in play when, when you're watching a film like that. I I think, I mean, uh, you know, I know I've said some negative things about it. I, I do want to say some positive stuff too. I, I would like to say that, uh, Tatsuya Fujiwara is the guy who plays Shishio. You know what I didn't realize? Because I was like, oh, I wonder what he's been in. Because, you know, of course, he's all masked up. And it's like, you know, I, I think people will forgive me for not recognizing him. But when I looked him up, I was like, oh, shit. That's the guy who played Light Yagami in the Death Note movies. And I was like, wow. Like, and, and he was really good. Like, I would have never... Yeah. I would have never realized that, but but he was great. And I think they treated that character. I mean, he is one of the most notable big bads in that original series so in in the film translation i mean i i thought he was very well done i mean i i enjoyed his portrayal i liked the acting and everything like he was he was a credible big bad like you believed he was the badass he was supposed to be and i love the shit with his uh his woman you know his 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 woman that's hanging out with him (laughs) and all i can think to myself is man you got all your skin burned and everything i'm all are you gonna enjoy that or not i guess he couldn't right? Yeah.
2: I don't know if they get into, if they get into it's it that
0: charcoal much. Pretend. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just <laughs> like, but, and then the other thing too was I, I looked her up as well. And, uh, basically, uh, her name is, uh, Mary June, takahashi and i knew i recognized her as well but i couldn't think of where i recognized her from and she was actually the character mari in the recent kikaida reboot film series so think of her she's basically like the uh you know if, if somebody was running around in a superman movie named kara and was like beating up superman you'd be like oh yeah it's just like an evil supergirl you know ish Character or whatever, so that's basically who she plays. I think in the in the manga they refer to her as Bajinda, but it's you know they, I think in the TV show and in the 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 film it's just they call her Mari. So. But anyway, I, I recognized her, and I was like, oh, that's who that was, you know? So, And I, I thought she did a good job, too. I mean, I, I thought, the, I thought like, all the little cool caricature actors they had play all of his, his kind of cadre of villains and everything. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, like we said about the 2012 film, I don't think there was any costume shame. I mean, the guy who played Cho had the big, bushy, yeah. blonde hair, even though he's... Jack- I mean, and that's just straight out of the manga. So, I mean, there, yeah. there are plenty of things that are, are positive about this. I mean, there, there is literally no, uh, to me, there's no costume shame in this whatsoever. And, and even with yeah, some of the, a... the super moves, there's not a
0: whole lot of shame with them, you know? Yeah. I'm not like, I a, would... I'm, I do not know a lot about Raroni Kenjin, but even I know what, uh, Sishio looks like. And like, when I saw him, I was like, Hey, it's the bandage guy from the, the cartoon. And I only the watched bandage... a little bit of,
2: <laughs> yeah, i really, like, I i was I was super happy that Saito actually got to do a Gototsu that connected with someone, so like yeah, the, yeah that's I, I, rad. I knew I knew you were he, gonna be happy about that like i he he like one shotted the blind turtle shell guy that he like spent a whole episode like beating up like in the anime so that that was pretty funny, but um yeah, I also like like you said about Shishio. I thought he was excellent. Like I like how they they kept like in the the original, he always calls Kenshin senpai because he was like the the assassin right before him, basically. So. You know, he always calls them like you know, respected senior or whatever. Like, hey, yeah, senpai. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, but, it's
1: basically uh, like Rachel Ghul's version of you know, detective. You know, like,
2: yeah, it's this horrific
1: so, kind of weird thing that they have going on. I
2: wanna, I wanna single out the dude who played Sojuro because I thought he was like excellent. Like, he was, he was great. Like, he, like he had that, the character's mannerisms from, like, the anime, like, down pat. Like, all yeah, the little hop with his foot, like, the smiling all the time yeah, and being yeah. cheerful, and then finally, you know, when Kenshin finally, like, kicks his ass, he just totally, like, disintegrates, yeah. So, like, I, I thought he was... Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I
0: actually, like, uh, I'm going to screw up his name again. I'm going to screw up everybody's name. Uh, who is Kenshin's best buddy? Oh, Sonosuke. Sonosuke. Sonosuke, yeah. I, I actually really enjoyed him because, like, I do remember him from the anime, and he was kind of a goofy, like, you know, fighter type. You know, he, he, was, he was the brawler, you know, oh, yeah. the karate guy. Yeah. <clears throat> and, like, he was that in this, you know. like I liked his little, like, you know, I was like, oh, this is getting fun. I better take this more seriously now. You know, that kind of stuff. And Man, he <laughs> – I, I enjoyed He gets fucked up in
1: these fucking yeah. movies, oh, yeah. man. Like that that scene where where uh show, like, he comes down on him on the box and hits him in the chest, and the whole box breaks, I was like, holy crap, like, he's gotta be dead, you know, <laughs> even though he's
2: not, you know. He was, he was, like, caked in blood, yeah, yeah like, Yeah, it like, that point. shit, and then what's funny
1: is, of course, he's got, like, his, his white outfit, too, so it's like, his, his pristine white outfit is, is, and then he's caked in blood, you know, so it's kind of funny, but, I mean, yeah, he, he, I mean, obviously, he's one of those guys that he's, he's, uh, He's never going to give up, you know, like he has got that about his personality and his nature, you know, he's he's not going to be he's always going to be indignant and, and fight to the end, but but man, he 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 sure got a Wolverine whoop in these uh in these movies, you know.
2: He provides like a lot of levity too, like like when he was trying to like pull Vaults over the like the water and he just kind of lands and <laughs> Yeah, in, like... yeah.
0: Yeah, I just like like the like the uh, ending fight. One thing that was kind of funny was when um, Shishio is like beating the crap out of everybody, and really all he all uh, Sasuke is doing is like just pretty much running interference, and he's like, "You're bothering me, you're in my way." <laughs> yeah,
2: kind of reminded me of like Ryu in like the animated Street Fighter movie where he just grabs Bison's legs or something so Ken can like punch him and kick him and stuff. So.
0: He was, he was he was a meat shield. Let's just be honest, he was a meat shield. <laughs> but yeah. But I, I was gonna touch on something Derek said. Like I mean we're we're kinda going into like individual characters. But like I think everybody was really like you said earlier, Derek, everybody was really good in their parts. And I think I think everybody was good, you know, even like smaller parts like, you know, grandpa and like, you know, uh you know, Kenshin's master, you know, like Really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I know, I know. I sort of mocked the whole thing like a Rocky IV training montage, but, but his master was also very good. I mean, in terms of you know the, his portrayal and his his acting and everything like that. That's uh, Masaharu Fujiyama or Fukiyama. Who plays uh, Hiko, which is is Rurouni Kenshin's master and everything? You
2: know, but. you know what I wanted to bring up, and let me ask you guys this: like, uh, at the end of Kyoto Inferno, like, I guess the big reveal, like when Kenshin washes up on shore, Hiko finds him, and it's supposed to be like a big reveal, like you're like, oh man, it's that dude, it's his master, uh, like, but like for a, when I first watched it like in Kyoto Inferno, I was kind of like, wait, who's that supposed to be? Like, and like, yeah. I'm sure, like, since I'm not Japanese and I don't live in Japan, like, obviously I won't recognize the actor. But like I guess he he had a little bit of costume shame. I feel like like it because in the anime and the manga he wears like a giant ridiculous cape and like that has a giant collar on it. And, like yeah, He's instantly yeah. like recognizable, but in this but, scene, but I mean I was he, like, he wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. I was like, wait, who's that supposed to be? And then uh, I, like it slowly dawned on me. But even when it dawned on me, I was like, oh, that's probably right. But then I had to like look it up to make sure I was like it was who I thought it was, and, um, I was going to say, like, I thought it might have been better if he kind of, like, said, just had said something like, you know, oh, it's my stupid apprentice, or, you know, something, you know, as he usually did in the anime,
1: like, like, you know, like,
2: Baka apprentice, or whatever, you know, but. But no, other than that, I was kind of like, uh, okay, well, he, he was well, very back, good By the too. time they did get to the
1: third movie, he certainly said that enough. So by that point, you probably would have figured it out. But but yeah, for that last shot, then you you may not have any idea of who that is. It seems to me to be more of like that, you know, people in the know thing, you know?
2: Yeah. But what's
1: funny is you you are a guy in the know. And even you were kind of like, wait, is that Thanos yeah. or not? You know, like basically. You're like, yeah. who
2: well, is I guess that that was, I read up on it, and that was, like, a huge, like, secret thing. Like, in, like they, they mentioned he had been cast in that movie, but they didn't say who he was playing. So, like, I guess and it would have probably evoked a really, like, a more, like, oh, like, reaction in Japanese theaters than, like, you know, a stupid gaijin watching it, basically.
1: Now, now let me ask you, Mike, because
2: I, unlike
1: Tony and myself, like, I mean, I, I basically, you know, I watched... Kyoto Inferno on a Wednesday, and I I watched The Legends End on a Thursday, but I I think you're the only one of us on the show that probably watched these in terms of maybe when they were released as fan subs, like, in in that particular order. Like, were you, I I guess in that sense, like, the delay between it, like, were, were you jonesing to see the next chapter? Did that change how you viewed both chapters. I know I've been more critical of the final chapter in a way, but I mean that doesn't mean I disliked it. I've just kind of you know laying down you know things that I thought were you know valid criticisms. But I'm curious, like does that change like the delay you had? Like were you anticipating it more, or or do, did you view Kyoto Inferno differently because you didn't get to see the follow up movie right away, or?
2: I mean, I thought it was okay, but I did have that kind of yeah, like the Hobbit two like feeling where I was like, what? That's the end? Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> well, I guess I guess the next one will be you know really action packed, but I I was like, oh, okay. I mean, because he doesn't even really fight anyone at the end. He just kind of, like, jumps onto that ship and, like, he plows through everyone and then he has to jump after Kaoru when she falls yeah. into the water. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, well it's like, you know. to me,
1: I was like, well, I guess at that point, I was I was willing to give the film the benefit of the doubt because I'm like, oh, well, they don't want to blow their load. Like, they're going to have to have him fight Shishio in this last movie. So I, I, at that point, I was like, okay with it. But then when it was like, okay... Now I'm watching the third movie. It's the final installment. I'm like, when's he gonna fight Shishio? You know, and then it's like an hour later, he's still training to fucking fight Shishio. Like, come on, man. You know, that, that's that's kind of where my head was at in in terms of of that. You know, that that's where that criticism comes from. You know, where you're like, I guess I guess in a way, it is kind of impatience, you know, in, in a way where you're like, oh, I want to see, you know, but, but I mean, I think, I think in Kyoto, you know, it's like, okay, well, you had Cho, you had like him, you know, saving a baby, you had like all these cool sword fights between him and, uh, uh, what's his face, Se, what's it, Sato? I see, even, even me, Tony, so don't, don't feel bad, I can't, <laughs> I, I like sitting there. Seta, right? Even even Sojiro Seta, like the, you know, the hoppy guy, the hoppy leg guy. Yeah. Anyway, but even even the fight with him, I mean, that was an excellent, I mean, I thought a lot of these fights were well choreographed. Yeah. And, and in that second movie, I think the way it was paced, it's like, okay, yeah, you had some story, you had political governmental things where, you know, you had people from the Meiji government getting assassinated and you saw the chaos that Shishiro's group was inflicting on on the new regime and everything and and you also saw how the new regime kind of treated their soldiers like shit you know and i mean i can i can appreciate that from a storytelling point of view you know it it gives shishio that kind of magneto you know like sort of you know not that what he's doing is right it gives you his point of view like why he's doing what he's doing and why he feels validated for doing what he does, you know, like especially when he has all those guys come down and sit at the dinner table, you know, on the beach and everything. And then, you know, the, the one guy starts talking shit about the one, uh, you know, I guess whatever you'd call it, the equivalent of like a, President or a prime minister or whatever, and then the other guy gets up, and uh, gets, yeah. he gets stabbed right away, and everything, and, and this kind of like, oh, I think you misunderstood me, you know, like, and he's just basically like, the the minute they they were all invited to that beach, I was just kind of like, you know, he's gonna kill all your asses, like no matter what happens, you know, and that's ultimately <laughs> yeah, yeah. what it resulted in, and and you knew that's where it was going, you know, so it's like that, things like that. I mean, I guess you know that that's one of those things where you can appreciate Shishio. As 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 the villain he is and his motivations and everything. But, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think by the time I got into the third movie, like, they had, even though they hadn't done the fight, it's almost like they blew their load except for the last fight. You know what I mean? So, to me, that put a lot more pressure on that third installment from the perspective of, man, if all you've got left is a training montage and a fight, that fight better be fucking awesome, and I'm not saying it wasn't cool, like, there were certainly moments in those fights, you know, the the ship fight, where it, you know, it was cool, but I, I don't know, like, there, it, 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 it took a while to get to that
0: point, is, is, I guess, all my, my thinking Oh yeah. Well, just like Harry Potter, though, like, when you build up something so hard, you know, even if it's really great, and the fight scene was pretty good. It was really good. It's, like, it's just not going to match that, you know, that anticipation when you've been sitting there for, like, you know, an hour or you know, hour and a half, and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, it's coming. It's going to be great. It's just it, – it, it can't match that hype, and it's not your fault. It's not the film's fault. It's just it, it, when you hype something so much, you know, it's kind of like how you're talking about Avengers 2, you know, it's like – you liked it fine, but, you know, yeah, it was, it was just pretty much like it was Avengers 2. So, like, you you, you can... Yeah, I guess, I guess you can out-hype yeah. yourself, you know, over something, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, they they definitely set up Sisio uh, as, like, just... I think one of my favorite moments, it was a very small moment, but he's talking to the crazy doctor, and uh, the doctor's, like, you know, talking about his, his skin condition and stuff, because, like, the, even though he got burned and he's got these bandages and stuff, he's still, like... Burning, like his skin's always burning and stuff. He says it a, a lot of times. He's like I'm not, I feel like I'm in hell. And uh, well, yeah, they they kind of just,
1: sell it as he has no sweat glands, and so he's getting hotter and hotter because there's no release for him, and that's you know, it's kind of like he never stopped dying since they killed him. You know, basically, like he's just constantly yeah. slowly dying as he keeps you know inflicting his wrath on the new government. You know, so
0: yeah, and like the doctor says, like you know. Uh, at at your peak fighting ability, like, if you, like, go balls out, you have 15 minutes. And like you said, you kind of get, like, an insight into his mind, you know, like, he could have been, like, super villainy and been like, 15 minutes, that's all I need. But no, he's like, 15 minutes, that's such a short amount of time.
2: Yeah, that that, that was pretty good. You know, you know what I thought the, the third movie kind of lacked? Like... I mean, it it sort of had these moments, but I didn't like feel it like sort of a really like triumphant like badass like shit's gonna get real moment. I guess like I guess it was supposed to be in in the third one when the execution turns out to be fake and mm-hmm. they all like you know on disro. But I was I was kind of like I was expecting that though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, like, okay, yeah, like, but, I knew yeah. that was coming. They're not gonna kill Kenshin, but. Like, I don't know, in the second, like, in Kyoto Inferno, like, the, the part where, um, like, the town, like, they're all, Shishio's troops are about to, like, burn up the town, and, like, they're all running in, and, and Saito and Kenshin, like, come over the bridge, and Saito's, like, got his cigarette out, and he takes out his sword, and, you know, it, the, the usual, like, Kenshin theme music comes on, like, then I was like, alright, like, shit's gonna get real, like, alright, let, let, let's go. But then, yeah, in the third one, like, it didn't feel like there were any moments like that. Like, everything was kind of, like, mechanical, I guess. Like, it was like, okay, you're waiting for this to happen, and then this to happen, and then this to happen. I I hate to say this, but, like, I think, to me,
0: like, Kenshin actually seemed more badass fighting Ayushi. Because, like, like, one of the, like, really small little action moments was when he was kind of, like, on the ground, and he was, like, doing these turns on his hand and, like, kicking around, you know? Remember that part? Yeah. And he's, like, dodging. I was, like, I was kind of impressed by that, because even if it is just a stuntman, like, that's a really talented stuntman, you know? That's, like, a cool move I hadn't seen in a movie. Whereas, like, the, the final battle, a lot of wire effects, you know, a lot of jumping around and stuff, and a lot of CGI for, like, the flames and stuff. And it wasn't bad. I'm like, Derek, it wasn't a bad ending fight. It just didn't seem to really... Payoff, You know, you're just like, you know, that was good. That, that was an ending. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I, I
1: think, I think Mike kind of said it rather well in the beginning. It's, it's turned into a free for all versus if you were expecting a real mano a mano thing. And I think the reason why Kenshin registered better in the fight with Aoshi is that that was a mano, a mano fight that he decisively won as opposed to the end of this where, you know, yes, Shishio is the most dangerous villain that he, you know, did not have a hope of beating, yada, 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 yada. You know, they even do the, the scene straight out of the, the anime where, you know, he he stabs through Yumi and everything, and, and then you find out that that's on purpose and, you know, that, that it's something that Kenshin couldn't comprehend and, and all that kind of good stuff. And And, I mean, that scene is done very well. Like I said, I I like all the actors and and the way they portrayed that. But at the same time, you know, when you've got all those different guys, you know, coming into the fight at the end, you're just kind of like, well, it's not just between Kenshin
0: and Shishio. Sano, huh? I meant what I said. From this point on, this is just between me and Shishio. I'm asking you, Sano, please don't interfere. Sure. I got gotcha. you. Mike was saying, like, he he really, liked that part where uh, Seito, like, does, like gets his, you know, big finishing move on the turtle guy. And that would have been cool for his, like, you know, like, his big scene. You know, like, hey, have that. You know, and have, like, Sasuke, you know, like, beat the monk, you know, and that's his big moment. You know, you would have been cool with that if you got to see, like, the big fight just between Kenshin and um, Shishio. Yeah,
1: I mean, I, like I said, I mean, I, I get that, that in the original you know, manga and anime, there were multiple people involved in the fight and everything. But I, I, I just think I, I sort of prefer the whole, you know, protagonist solves the problem laid out before him in a film, you know, like it, it is a film, you know, you do, it does help to have that sort of sense of closure and, and personal nature to something,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but, yeah. Kitchen does win by himself but he had so much help, you know. It does kind of take a little bit away from his victory because you are like, you had like four guys beating on him with you, you
2: know, <laughs> It's like you're beating on this handicapped guys. guy. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, even even in that regard,
1: I am just kind of like, when is he going to use the super fucking move? You know, come on, you know. <laughs> and then when he that finds, was
2: that was know, a kind of another thing. It's like Kenshin and like Hiko like says, I'll, I'll, you know, I am going to teach you this move, and then like. It cuts it cuts away and then when it comes back, Kenshin's like getting ready to leave and then he's like and I was like, Did he learn it? Like what happened? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's
0: not very clear. Like I,
1: I thought that was I was wondering point. was that that
0: was it what y'all saw too? I thought it was just a bad edit on like my like version. I thought that was like non intentional. I was like, Oh, okay, so that's how it actually happened. He was like, you know, I'm afraid for the first time against my like, you know, master and then like yeah, they come back and he's like, I'm leaving now. <laughs> I mean, with all the all the padding and filler to make this two movies, you think
1: they could have gone into the whole thing about the reverse blade sword and how that move is normally supposed to kill the person who teaches it to the other person? And you know, they they didn't really go into that at all. So,
0: yeah, it it was like it was pretty much like I need to learn this ultimate finishing move. He's like, I don't know. Come on, I don't know. Come on, okay.
1: Come on! It's yeah. like, you know, you, yeah. you got this problem over here, you know? Like, you need to learn the move, but you can't learn the move. And it's just like,
2: all right. An hour <laughs> later,
1: would... you know, you got to learn the move.
2: I, we're, I know we're being... We're like,
1: Thought about
2: it? We're being critical, but, like, I, I will say, like, I, I kind of... I liked the ending, like, the very end. Yeah, yeah, that was, was, that
1: cute, was a nice. Like, well, okay. she,
2: you basically asked her to yeah, marry him, yeah, and she's like, what? Nice. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I, like, cause I felt like he had been very reserved with her for the mm. last, like even after he saw her again, yeah. like he didn't really say anything to her. And then at the end where he's kind of at peace with himself and he's like, okay, you know. Well, I think, I think, can... I
1: think in context of the films though, like it's interesting because, it, you know, maybe he was reserved until like, cause in Kyoto Inferno, he's, he says, he says sayonara. Like he says goodbye forever. Cause I'm going to go to Kyoto and I may die. And and that moment where he hugs her and everything, I mean, that was was a good moment between the two of them. So I think that, you know, him having said that, you know, the the feelings he has when he thinks she's dead after that point in the third movie and then leading to, you know, that final scene where he he basically proposes to her and she says yes, you know, it's like, oh, okay. I, I think that was pretty earned, you know, whether you, you know could could delve into that more, you know, you you may or may not be able to in the
0: context of those films. But I mean I think I think that was pretty well done. Yeah, yeah. Like when like when he when he finds out that she's alive, you know, they're like, you know, they they've been looking for you. He actually does smile. You don't see him fucking smile a whole lot, you know, so it was like Yeah, yeah, that that was well done. Yeah. I, I do like that the the final movie. It did have kind of like I'm a sucker for uh I'm trying to think of the right way to put it like when they kind of reference the title and also like play on it. Cause at one point the doctor's like, you know, when they're going to execute him, they're like the legend ends. And you're like, Oh, that's the movie. Ha ha ha. You know? And then, um, at the, at the very end, the actual end, you know, the, uh, uh, Ito, he's like, you know, you know, is like, you know, he, he is dead. He died today, and I was like, your name is, you know, Romeo, you know, kitchen, you know. So I kind of like that kind of stuff. That was kind of, you know, like, "Ah, I see what you did there. I I don't know. I thought that was kind of
2: cool. Yeah. He it the title drop? Yeah, that's another the guy the guy who played Hoji, who was a, Shishio's a number two guy. Like I thought he was pretty funny. He was kind of like good comic relief where when he tried to stand in the guy their way, like he was like I will stand and they just like slap him away basically.
0: Yeah, it's like you will fight me. You know, it was like well in in my subtitle I don't I don't know if he actually said this, but he's like. It' was like you must you know i am the one i am your fight, i'm the one you must battle on like uh first of the game' like yeah uh, you know like fuck you <laughs> it's yeah, it just know. knocks him
2: out, yeah, like out of the way, like yeah, that's funny,
0: yeah, he was really funny I, I i like when during the execution scene, he just like you know it was like eyes get all wide. so yeah very 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 expressive actor i thought he another was
2: another good. funny another funny Sanosuke moment um when he goes and sits next to Kaoru's bed and it takes him like a full, like five seconds to realize she's not in it anymore. And he's like, Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah Cause he sits there and he's just like, Oh, you know, a, everything's going horribly. I don't know what's going on. I wish Kauru was, wait a minute. Kauru's like, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think we can all agree on that is like, even if the ending or the pacing was kind of off in the last minute like, like, all the actors did a great job as far as, like, portraying their characters, especially considering that, like, you know, adapting an anime or a cartoon
2: in a live action, pretty fucking
0: tough, and they they did a good job.
2: Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that. I mean, yeah, on the whole, I enjoyed watching these movies. I think I, I'd say, yeah, I liked, like, the first and the second one a little better than the third, but I th- it was basically kind of... Uh, Kind of like the Lord of the Rings trilogy, almost where like uh, almost the same feeling, but I think I liked Return of the King better than I liked The Legend Ends. So, yeah, yeah I,
1: I I think if if you're gonna do my my Lord of the Rings rankings, it's like I I can't stand Two Towers, but I like the Fellowship and I like Return of the King. So for me, it'd just be sort of like a a swappy thing, you know? It's like I like Kench Kenshin 2012, I like Kyoto Inferno, and I think. The legend ends. Could have benefited from from some tweaking, but but that doesn't mean that it's you know it, it, it's basically it's like you need to see it to sort of complete the the experience. I think.
2: Let me. I'll ask you guys. Yeah. Would you Would you want to see a fourth movie? Um, like would um... like I guess. Like I'm trying to think of like,
0: material. As long as it makes sense and like you know, it, it actually gives you a good reason. It, it seems like there's, was, yeah, there's
2: enough
1: looking. source material to go into that, except for the fact that they sort of jumped into, you know, spend your life with me at the end there. But yeah, I mean, other, than, other than that, like I, I'd say there's enough material to to. I mean, do, I, I'm do more to think if of... they really wanted to.
2: I'm trying to think of, like, either they'd have to... I mean, they did some of it in these movies, but, like, if they wanted to provide more backstory on, like, you know, Tomo and, you know, the you know, why he, you know, has this mindset, and basically all the stuff that happened during the revolution, and then bring in, like, Tomo's brother, like, Enishi, who was the villain of, like, the last like storyline yeah, in the yeah. manga. Like, but... And that that would be another thing where you'd have to, like, you know, th- th- there'd probably be no costume shame and he'd be a dude with, like, snow white hair. But, you know, I, gu- I guess you could, you, we would see basically.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah, be they, adverse they... to it, but it does seem like they tried to, to make this sort of like a trilogy. Like, I, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be,
0: uh, you know, sad if this was all we saw either, you know. Yeah, yeah. As I say, it's like, because even though we kind of, you know, we did nitpick things and stuff like that, we we already mentioned many times, like, the villain, you know, was really good in this, and it'd be kind of hard to top the villain in this. I, I, even if you, like, even, I haven't read the manga, but even if, like, the, like, the brother is a badass, this guy nailed it. So that'd be a hard, hard act yeah, to follow.
2: it's it's hard to it's hard to top.
0: Basically. Well,
1: it's kind of like yeah. you, you already made the the DBZ analogies and comparisons, and it's it, it it is often mentioned. It's like, well, DBZ was never the same after the Frieza saga because technically that was supposed to be the last saga, but then they just kept making them produce more because of its popularity. So there is that aspect to it of like, oh, okay, now you got to do Cell, and now you got to do Boo, and and you got to do GT, yeah. and then you got to do
2: <laughs>
1: beers, you know. So you know, you got to step
2: into the Grand Tour. Yeah, grand Tour. So, grand Tour.
1: So I, yeah, I, mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want them to step into the Grand Tour. And I, you know, I mean, God forbid we get a movie with guys with rulers that are specking uh, Kention <laughs> around. Yeah. Right?
2: So someone wishes Kenshin back to being a little kid. And he runs around beating people <laughs> up with the sword. You idiot apprentice! The will to live is absolutely essential. Rock on, Kenshin.
1: All right. Well, I, I mean, I guess if if anybody does anybody have any like final thoughts or final comments, or do we just want to go into uh, awesome thing of the week?
2: Glad I watched them. I'm glad they exist. And uh, if there was ever a stateside release of them, I'd probably buy them. But it doesn't seem like there will be. So.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of disappointed about that.
2: I, I'll I'll just say like. As,
0: as I've said many times, during this, I'm not a huge running kitchen fan. I watched a little bit on Cartoon Network and stuff, but the, the, it was good. It, I I I spoiler guys, I only saw half of Kyoto, uh, you know, fire, but um, fire over Kyoto. But I saw the entire Legend ends, and I was entertained. I was like the, the the fights were good, you know. I and that's the funny thing, even though I hadn't seen all of the first movie, uh, second movie. I knew where I was. I knew it was kind of pretty much going on. I guess because I had seen the anime, but like it was, it was a good you know sword and kung fu movie. Good acting. So if you like it, I, I would definitely recommend it. You know, just because we weren't thrilled with the third installment doesn't mean it's not a good uh, three films. So. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with all those sentiments. So
1: I, you know, I would I would definitely check it out, especially if you're a fan and and even if you like those kind of. Uh, historical elements and everything like that. So I guess we'll just move on here to our regularly scheduled segment, which is what is awesome in your world this week. That's usually a segment where we just like to discuss something that is new and interesting and awesome in our lives. It could be a book or a movie or maybe some cool toys or whatever. So I will start with Mike and ask him, what is awesome in your world this week, buddy?
2: Um, i got a a video game thing as you know uh and have played with me derek uh you know i still play like Gundam extreme versus full boost uh and Woo. you know i i pl- i play it online like and i actually do the competitive thing and you know it's 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 kind of like my like pure Uncut cocaine now, basically. Where you know, I can't play the computer. Like, I can't play the computer anymore. I need to know I'm beating someone who's actually like real somewhere. Like, I need to know I'm crushing someone's dreams. I need to taste their tears. <laughs> you know, like, and, it, and nothing... I,
1: I think I think I think crushing my dreams and and tasting my tears is not enough anymore. He needs to he needs to feel the tears and the dreams of other individuals somewhere yes. in Japan. Yeah. You know.
2: Exactly. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I, I've got a, I've <laughs> got to play, yeah, online and stuff. But, um, this past week they released like another batch of like download content. So there's been four new suits they released for people to buy. They, they released uh, the full armor Unicorn Gundam, uh, Char's Red Zaku, uh, the Sandrock, and uh, what's the third one? Oh, uh, the Avalanche Exia. Cool. and uh I, I i had some like credit left over from the last time i got some download content so i it was enough to buy three suits so i got the full armor unicorn uh uh the sandrock and the exia and i was like sorry charzaku maybe next time but uh you th- you you would <laughs> think that they that charzaku was already in it but it isn't like the only like char suits in it are the uh the his gelgoog the Ziong, and uh the Zazabi. So and, and uh, the what's it called the the thing he had in Zeta the gold thing. Um, well, I mean, I, I it. would
1: imagine it, there's not a whole lot of stuff to do other than do like a palette swap on like a a Bernie Wise yeah on, on Zaku, the standard right? Zaku uh, yeah, basically so. yeah.
2: But it, it it actually has its own like I watched other people use it. It actually has its own like move set okay, stuff. So okay. that's pretty good. But um, in whatever case, like, I, the three new units, like, I played around with them, and, like, I was surprised, like, Sandrock is actually, like, my favorite one, and, like, you know... Uh, does does Sandrock
1: have a poncho at any point?
2: No, it, it's the TV version, okay. but, like, so he just, you know, he okay, so flies he has around. a giant Uzi, at least. Yeah, he flies around with his little, like, sub, yeah, Uzi, and he, his his uh, swords that turn red when they, like, hit people, which is pretty cool, and it's funny, because, like, he has a move where he calls his, uh, you know those guys that always are chilling with Ketra, like the, the Magwanok
0: core, yeah, or Magwanak. whatever they're
2: called, like, <laughs> yeah. like he, he has a move where he, like, summons those guys, and he's like, Rashido, like, attack, or whatever, and they, like, run and, like, attack the guy, so I, I like, Rashid people to death, or... Or whatever, but. What's funny is. (laughs) (laughs) I I used that as a verb, yeah. But, uh. What's funny is, like. It's one of those things where I really wish these games were, like, dubbed into English. So I could, like. Because, like, all. Like, certain. It's, like, Marvel versus Capcom 3, like, where certain characters will have, like, special dialogue with each other. And, like. I, I was Sandrock and my partner was like Exia with Setsuna and like I like they they like usually when two characters wouldn't have anything in common, like they just say something standard, like, you know, engaging enemy or blah blah what, whatever in Japanese. But like Ketra actually said like something blah 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 setsuna san like and I was like what does Ketra and Setsuna have to talk about? <laughs> And, like, I was like, why would they interact with each other? And then they're I was, both like, Brad
1: well. Swale!
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, either that or they're both from, like, the Middle East. And I was like, what What? Are they, what could they possibly be talking about? But they they both exchanged, like, they definitely were talking to each other, because Tetris has setsuna on. So, like, I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of funny. Like, I, yeah, part of me was like, is it bo- because they're dub voices are the same? Like <laughs> That's kind of weird, but... But yeah, but yeah, that's funny. In whatever case, like yeah, all three suits are fun to play as. Like full armor unicorn is a beast. Like like you just kind of like you know. I I was about to
0: say like I figured he would be. I was when you said that. I was like he's probably really OP, isn't he?
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's like you can vomit missiles everywhere out of him, and like he kind of has, like, this thing where he ditches, like, successive parts of his armor, and you can transform, and the final stage is, like, that cool badass, like, stripped down, like, just the unicorn, but it's, like, it's it's little, like, psycho frames are all green, and the shields are all rotating around it, like, like that's its final form, and, you know, Banagher can send the shields out to, like, beat the shit out of people, so it's pretty badass, but... Yeah, so I, I've been having fun with that this week, so that's my awesome thing.
1: Cool, cool, awesome. Yeah, I, I, I like playing that game with you. It's it's cool that they're still throwing out new downloadable content and stuff. That That's kind of cool, because, I mean, even when you and I were playing it, there were extra, like,
2: suits yeah. and different... we'll have, the, we'll have to play it again soon.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I guess I'll do my awesome thing of the week real quick. I have been obsessed with my weird team-building bug, and I know the guys here know about it, but I don't think I've shared it on the podcast. And this week I was able to pretty much complete my bug, my team-building bug, with the whole wrestling figure stuff. I, um, I ended up getting a bunch of different, mostly Marvel Elite, or Marvel, mostly uh, Mattel Elite wrestling figures. Uh, some of them were from Jack's Pacific to fill out my little niche team-building desires, but basically, I was just going for all the different characters in the Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling cartoon, and, you know, I I saw Hulk Hogan that was at Walmart, and there was a junkyard dog, and then I was like, you know, I could actually, I was like, I could do this, I could could get these guys, you know, and so, you know, I started tracking down guys, and eventually, you know, I had, like, Hillbilly Jim, and, uh, you know, I, I, I had to get some Jax figures, which, you know, it's funny actually. I just noticed there's a Hall of Fame Tito Santana, even though I bought a Jax specific version of Tito Santana. So I may try to check, tra- track down the Mattel version if I, if I see it in, in stores and everything. But, um, and then, uh, uh, of course, as me and Tony discussed, and he got my back on Bot Talk when I posted some pictures of them, but I, I didn't get, <laughs> I You know, I couldn't find a Wendy Richter figure because there, there really is no Wendy Richter figure in that scale or, you know, from that company as of yet, um, or, you know, probably or at all. You know, like so. So it was like I, I got a Mickey James figure just figuring, well, she's in blue you know, she's, she's got, you know, brown hair. So I was like, you know what, that's, um, and she's got a nice articulation scheme like the Mattel elite figure. So I was like, well, that'll have to do for now pig. You know, like, I was just like that, that'll work, you know? So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of happy. Like I, I was like, Oh, that's cool. I got like for the bad guys, I got Roddy Piper and everything. What what I did with Roddy Piper, I sort of made like this weird half ass custom because the Great Entrance's Roddy Piper comes with, like, this funny-ass bass, and basically you can uh, play his entrance music.
0: <laughs>
1: so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know. And, and, but the, the figure that comes with that has a really nice head sculpt, and he's got a cloth t-shirt and a cloth kilt and he's got his little bagpipes and, and all that kind of stuff as an accessory but the the figure itself, the articulation is a little more like he's got a t-crotch so I was like, oh, well that's not like the elite where you can kind of, the elite Articulation is a bit more Marvel Legends-y, a bit more DC U C, where you can get some more range. You know, you can twist the thighs and and you can, um, you know, sort of get some kind of like... I I wouldn't say you can have them do the splits, but but you can at least have them come close to trying stuff like that. You know, so it's like you can get a little more action-y poses out of the, the characters and everything. And so what I did was I found an Elite-style uh, Roddy Piper from a seller on ebay where it was just the body and so i swapped the head out and then put the um you know the shirt and the kilt which were of course cloth and removable on the the different body type and so now it's like my my entrance roddy piper figure has much better style articulation or whatever
0: so you said you kind of looked out though because like that elite figure had kind of a goofy head anyway so you kind of looked out anyway yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he well he had an elite the elite figure had a goofy looking head and then
1: also he, I think the the actual figure only would have come with a kilt if I had not bought it loose off eBay. So, I mean, he wouldn't have even had the sort of the the traditional quote unquote white t-shirt that, Roddy Piper normally would have on the cartoon anyway. But enough about wrestling figures. <laughs> like that, that, that was that was my awesome thing of the week. I was I was super stoked to sort of have, you know, completed that team building bug. Like now that itch has been scratched and I feel pretty good about it. So um, anyway, that was my awesome thing. I'll probably put some pictures up on the Instagram or something like that for people to see if they want. Um, But Tony, my man, you are our final fan hole with an awesome thing of the week. So why
0: don't you tell us what that's going to be? And as everybody knows, I am a huge sports fan. I am so into sports, just everything. I love sports for days, baseball, basketball, football. I'm really Joking, I, I like football, college. That's <laughs> about it. But one sport I really do like that came back on the air uh, for its, God, I don't even know, like fifth or sixth season on NBC this uh, week is uh, one of my favorite little summer. Um, I guess you say uh, maybe guilty pleasures, but I, I know a lot of people like it. American Ninja Warrior is back, folks. Uh, American Ninja Warrior is uh, obviously the American version of the. Uh, sasuke japanese program often just called ninja warrior over here it started on g4 i got into it in like 2009 loved the hell out of it the american version is not quite as good but it's still really entertaining it's just insane seeing these guys do these obstacles like i mean really man i'm, I'm good if i can do five push-ups and these guys are doing like hand bikes and climbing on ledges where they actually literally use their fingertips and they jump from like ledge to ledge with their fingertips. And I'm like, this is insane. I don't get how you do it. It's really enjoyable to watch you. You get to become fan uh, fans of like certain people who do really well and you become like really like enamored with them winning. You're like, you know, you get your favorite guy, or your favorite girl. There's like last year, there's a really uh, popular uh, female competitor who was doing really well and, uh, American Ninja Warrior, it's just, it's a really good little, like, kind of adrenaline rush. Um, as everybody knows, like, as Derek well knows, I like wrestling, so I kind of like that, uh, kind of, it's, it's a real competition, but I, I like that, uh, shall we say, uh, entertainment aspects. There's there's
1: there's a lot of showmanship to shows like that, I guess. So that's probably yeah what, yeah what you're exactly. drawn to. So I mean, I I, I imagine it's it's kind of like tantamount to when when you sit down and people are into watching uh, like what like American Gladiator and stuff like that. It's like you know, okay, it's a couple guys in some outlandish costumes and they're trying to knock each other. Like off a ledge or whatever, you know, like I imagine the, <laughs> the, the ninja show is, is similar in, in different arenas. You know?
0: Sorry. <laughs> You're going to have to go for the joust. Um, <laughs> but no, uh. But, um, um, yeah, American Ninja Warrior, it, it, it is definitely a guilty pleasure. Um, if, you, if you never watch it, watch an episode. It, it's it's really fun. It's on NBC. It's free. You don't have to pay for anything. So, you know, yeah, check it out. It's good. All right. Cool. Thanks, Tony.
1: I appreciate that. So we are wrapped up with our coverage of the two Roroni Kenshin films. We hope you've enjoyed listening to our pontifications on the two various films. Like we said, unfortunately, if you're if you're into that sort of thing and you want to check it out, it's going to be fan sub type stuff uh, moving forward. Uh, as far as we know, there's no official release of even the first film or these two follow-up films. Like I said, in the last show, many, many moons ago, it'd be nice if Warner Brothers would get off its ass and release them or license it to somebody who would, because we'd totally buy them. I I know I would. I would buy either a 3D set or, 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 you know, at the very least, even if they just released... The first one, I would, I would totally buy it. I mean, they, they're, they're obviously there's no costume shame. It's, it's you know overall a great series of films. So uh, we recommend checking those out if you guys get a chance. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, concerns, suggestions, if there's something you're kind of jonesing about, and maybe you want to see us cover it, uh, send us an email at fanholespodcast at gmail. Dot .com we can be reached on our blogspot fanholespodcast.blogspot.com we are on all sorts of cool social media we are on twitter we are on facebook we are on stitcher radio where you can stream our shows live well i guess live for you not live for us but you can you can stream them when you know they're up and available and we are on Instagram and Tumblr, and, yeah, I'll I'll post some pictures of new stuff up on Tumblr. And, uh, of course, if Tony and Mike have anything cool that they want to post up, they can post up there, too. And I guess that kind of wraps things up. Uh, just real quick, I just want to thank all the folks who give us likes on Facebook, who share our posts. Uh, we just did a Sentai Saturdays with our good buddy Martz on Bot Talk. It's Marcos. And of course, he's, you know, of course, it's a little self-serving. He's in it, but he shared it. So it's pretty awesome that we get exposed to different fan bases and everything. So hopefully some folks that like Kaiju no Kami are now listening to Fan Holes, and folks that... Uh, you know, listen to Fan Holes are now checking out Kaiju no Kami web series. So we we hope that uh, that continues forward, moving forward, all that good stuff. So thanks to all those folks who who like and share and and spread the wealth and, and, you know, talk about us on different social medias and and whatnot. But that will do it for tonight. So until the next time, this is going to be Derek Batosai signing off.
2: Hey, it's Mike, and Derek, step away from Tony. Only I may defeat him.
0: Hey, this is Tony, and uh, my stupid apprentice, what have you been doing for 15 years?
2: Walking around like a homeless bum, apparently. (laughs) Been watching Bad Stampede eat donuts and stuff. Walking around, he's like, oh, I've been using the wrong side of the sword this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, duh. That's the sharp side, that it is. Thompson, it's Sanosuke, so.
1: Yeah, Sanosuke would be hey, hey. Flash Thompson. It's like Kuwabara and hey. Sanosuke and Flash Thompson walk into a bar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which one's gonna fight someone for no reason? Probably it's like
1: How many guys need to say "dur"
0: to get a light bulb screwed to the top of the bar? Now I have to think about it, God. I, I, was, I was sitting there the whole time trying to think of like what uh, Char's, like, Gold Gundam was. (laughs) Oh, um. Why am I. See,
1: now I'm brain farting.
2: Yeah. The the Quattro Bajina suit. The. The. Haiku haiku Shiki, something? Oh, yeah, the Hayaku Shiki. Yeah, Hayaku Shiki, yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's it.
0: That's
1: job
0: there. Way to go, Bling! Way to go. Blang, blang. Way to go, Derek's brain. Good job. Way to go, brain.
2: <laughs> what are you, Flash Thompson? You're like, way to go, brain. Like, way to go, You sure go. told that puny, Parker.
1: We told that, Parker. We we told that jack-o'-lantern. I, I don't need to snipe anybody. Durr.